Merry Christmas, Erica. Merry Christmas, Stephen, to, to you at home. Happy Christmas to all of you at home. <laughs> the oft-repeated line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it, this was poor planning. Well, this was a complete lack of planning, as is our want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to, <laughs> to have this Christmas episode uh, now over Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday weekend. True. As um, sacred and blessed and <laughs> revered as any other mm-hmm. statutory holiday in this country. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, so we watched The Feast of Stephen, originally broadcast on December 25th, 1965. Mm-hmm. You had heard this one, of course, on your little road trip, right? Correct. Yes. So this was not new to me, except the pictures, which are not moving or anything. But no, um, I think I might have re- mentioned this earlier on in, in our review of the story. But the re- the most of the pictures that we saw in the recon uh, were composites, like most of the others in this. There were, I think, eight, seventeen to twenty. I can't remember what the exact number was. Uh, photos, not official telesnaps, but photos of the screen because the guy who played Bing Crosby, the forlorn clown, towards the end of the episode is one Robert Jewell, who usually plays a Dalek, but uh, was um, cast in the uh, an actual on-screen role and so wanted a memento of that. Mm-hmm. So it's thanks to him that we have the infamous um, screenshot of William Hartnell turning to camera to say, incidentally, happy Christmas to you at home. It also interesting, I should have paid more attention at the time, but there's another time where he actually turns towards the camera when he's at the uh, police desk earlier on. Ooh. And I'm wondering if, if this episode was had multiple asides to the camera, that, um, mm-hmm. but we, we only know about the famous one. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else is interesting about this? Well, they this is this is... Um, because as I said last episode, they didn't want to have a big plot heavy episode in the middle of the 12 part story. Mm -hmm. So they decided to, to make this one off Christmas special with the very slight mention of why, what they're doing, you know, the Daleks are coming after us. Well, we still have to repair the scanner or something like that. And perhaps destroy the terranium. So we're talking about that too. That's true. That's true. They pushed it along a little bit, but most for the most part, um, they spent some time in a northern police station. Mm-hmm. Do you know the Do you know the the back story to to what what that was about? No. Okay, well, that's right. I I asked you so I can tell you <laughs> the uh, the producers of Doctor Who originally wanted to do a crossover episode with. Zed Cars, a popular police show at the time, which was set in the north in England. And so they, the producers of Zed Cars said no, they didn't want to do that. So they basically just sort of made a parody of Zed Cars. <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's what that was about. I, I did like the little meta moment, which you pointed out to me, that the guy who was in the police station complaining that somebody kept moving his greenhouse, uh, the doctor recognized him from the marketplace in Jaffa. Yeah, so meta, because he was the same actor, you see, Reg Pritchard. Uh, he must have been a Douglas Canfield, because the crusade was directed by Douglas Canfield. Um, Douglas Canfield used his wife, Sheila Dunn, who was the... Uh, the Hollywood starlet there who is complaining about her scene being wrecked, you would see, you will see here later on in a John Pertwee story, yeah. also directed by Douglas Canfield, Inferno. Um, mm. 
So yeah, this this feels like, and then you see Robert Duell, who's usually a Dalek, but they but they cast him this one time. So I I would love to know the whole backstory of this whole crazy episode and how it came to be and how they because you know it just seems you know they made a whole bunch of sets for one week never to be used again mm-hmm. maybe they used them from stock i don't know it's a very odd thing yeah it's it's weird but you know, i think it's kind of delightful it was i when i was listening to it it just seemed like a bunch of nonsense and i was kind of just happy to get on to the next thing mm-hmm. because it seemed like especially listening to the whole thing all at once this was a speed bump kind of in the middle of it yeah. but but watching you know the bits and pieces and the composites and stuff and just hearing it it, it really i thought it was delightful it was just fun and it had the like the, the 1927 uh silent movie uh slides you know me and now meanwhile back in the war do department and that sort mm-hmm. of which i thought was was kind of clever and cute you know that sort of thing yeah i quite liked it although man all of those scenes on set pandemonium just the complete noise which is kind of a funny thing to think about that in silent films Mm -hmm. you could have like it wasn't silent you could have noise all over all over the place because Mm. you weren't recording any actual dialogue so that's what the sets would probably sound like a lot of the time and there was a lot of yelling back there was it was very much a screwball comedy i you know feel towards this whole episode that um makes for it's such a curious watch um i think i have to admit um that uh i have to admit mm-hmm. where was i going with that i don't know you were saying that it's such a screwball comedy this whole thing uh which i i i don't always like goofy episodes of doctor mm-hmm. who but this one just goes so far there's no pre the, the only pretense of being at all serious is just the two, two lines about the daleks and the terranium and that's it the rest of it is just throwing caution to the wind and you know have having fun for christmas mm-hmm. which is neat it is fun um the bbc didn't think as much because when they marketed this for sales abroad they didn't even include this episode in there they took it right out um because they thought it wouldn't you know it's a christmas episode who wants to watch that in the middle of june or something like that and so mm-hmm. they included um mission to the unknown in there as well so basically a 12-part story, except Mission of the Unknown is episode one kind of thing. Of course, only Australia bought it, the whole story, and um, never aired it. And so for the longest time, people thought that when they wiped the master tape of Feast of Stephen, less than a year after its, no, two years after its original broadcast in August of 1967, they thought, that's it. No film copy was made because it was never sold. But I, I always thought it was because in late December of 1966, this is the info dump, <laughs> um, the BBC decided to make uh, better film, better quality film copies um, of all their Doctor Who stuff, probably all their other BBCFs too as well, just because the, they, they used to make their, their telesnet, their... Um, telecine copies their film copies in a inferior quality before but they're now they're making this better quality and so they basically said yep put them all across and so they made film copies of every single episode and i believe that because it was you know um feast of stephen was still existing in the archives on videotape that they would have had it and i was pleased to hear in an interview with phil morris he missing episode hunter that he is also thinks that feast of stephen actually had a film 
um, copy recorded back in late 1966, early mm-hmm. 67. So I was gratified to hear him say that because, as I've said also, you know, there, this epi- this story was only sold to Australia but never broadcast, and yet here we have three episodes of a 12-part story that was never repeated anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe one day we'll get a Feast of Stephen. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great to see? I think it would be really fun, yeah. and yes, and you've been you've been saying that for a few years now. So it, I, I know <laughs> I I remember that when you heard Phil Morris say that that you were very very pleased to have have you know, a little bit of vindication there for for a theory that you've had going for quite some time. So good job, dear. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. We still don't have it, but mm-hmm. but at least we kind of um, enjoyed this one week little break in the midst of this Dalek epic. Yep. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. So first Doctor Who Christmas special ever. Something that doesn't really happen again until we get to the new series. So mm-hmm. good job, good job, Doctor Who. Um. Also, I think um the the one thing that I, I warned you before we watched this, uh, not in the episode, but um, there was one part that might need explanation, and it's when Professor Webster shows up at mm-hmm. the very end. And the recon people at Loose Cannon thought, oh, let's just play a joke. And so they used William Hartnell mm-hmm. from uh, The Sporting Life. That's where the, the uh. shots are from. Because I don't think, I'm just speaking from the top of my head, I don't think they know who the actor was or they couldn't find a picture of that actor mm-hmm. to sort of do a composite. So that's why they used William Hartnell. So no, it was not William Hartnell in a dual role. Um, but I imagine it was probably someone who kind of looked like him or something like that. I wondered about that because that picture of William Hartnell from something else, it's a, it's a lousy enough picture and the, all, all the pictures are lousy enough here that I wasn't sure that it was even William Hartnell. <laughs> really? So I just thought it was another guy that kind of looked like William Hartnell right. that showed up anyway. So it did not confuse me be, simply because I couldn't actually tell who it was. <laughs> so no problem. All right then. Well, I explained away a problem that you hadn't even asked about, which mm-hmm. is pretty much my role on this podcast. <laughs> Well, we we both have our roles, so that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't pressure you to start watching episodes. How can you top the feast of Stephen in one night of Doctor Who? Right? It it is kind of going out on a high in a way, you know. It is nineteen sixty five goes out on a high because then next week is nineteen sixty six. Yeah, I know January first, nineteen six, the first New Year's Day episode in Doctor Who history. I don't think there's any mention of New Year's Day. I'm pretty sure William Hartnell does not turn to the camera and say Happy New Year, everybody at home. Probably not, mm-hmm. but we'll find out next episode. Whenever that will be. Stay tuned. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>